Saka forgot. Is the dub dub on that shirt? Is that stitched in or is yes, it a print? It is stitched. It's, yeah, stitched in. So it's nice. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um, yeah, it's good I want one of those, but yeah, the colors wouldn't fit me. <laughs> I'm too pale. What did I, I kind of regret not getting more of the colors last year. I don't know. Why. Yeah, yeah. See, it's it's funny because now that cool. I'm, a, I mean, normally in day to day life, I wear plain black and white t shirts out, but. <laughs> Now that I'm at home all the time, I'm always in tech shirts because usually they're more comfortable. Like cotton bureau shirts are just the most comfortable mm-hmm. thing in the world. So why would I not wear them when I'm at home? And so I feel <laughs> like I'm just alternating between all the like nerd podcast t-shirts that I have. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Why don't you want to wear those on an everyday basis? I do sometimes, but sometimes I feel like I should be a bit more professional. <laughs> <laughs> so great t- a great t-shirt is, is the professional you? Yes. <laughs> a plain, boring, black or white that's, t-shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, no, that's good. as professional it's like as I get. Actually, yeah. no, I lie. When when I had to work in Europe for a week, I did actually wear collared shirts. Gasp! Wow, I know, right? Because you're like European so well, yes, right? So exactly. I fit in. <laughs> was that really why? Yeah, that was why. I was told to. Oh. I was told to bring collared shirts. I'm like, all right, sure, like. <laughs> Did you notice a difference in how people dress in the European office? It wasn't significantly more fancy or anything, no. Um, I was probably a little just bit over. Just the time, you're like, i got to bring college shirts because Europeans. I always quite enjoyed seeing people having their first day versus yes, their second day. Yes, <laughs> It's so funny. It's like everyone is so formal the first day that they sort of look around and realize, uh, wait, yeah. I don't need to wear a button-up shirt at this place? <laughs> I also, in general, I find it interesting, though, like talking about Europe and and dress codes, like cultural differences, like Americans eating. You can always see when an American is eating because they do this weird thing. Zach, first, if he thought of this, have Have you? you, Did you notice that Americans eat differently when they use like when when they they use like a fork and knife? knife. Not like oh, they only eat. No, what kind of different do you mean? So the weird thing is what Americans do, and it's it's mind blowing. If if you like, it, you, it, it you is, know it's, it's, it's just, like holy smokes, how can you be that inefficient? Yeah, it's like stunning how how weird huh. that is. And now after we tell you this, you will notice it in movies and do TV I want shows. To know, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's infuriating. So you know how like assuming a certain level of etiquette here. So you you're using a fork in your left hand and your knife in the right hand, like like a normal civilized human being, right? Mm-hmm. Then let's assume you eat steak because there's an ex- American example, so it has to be steak. Um, so you 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 use the fork to pierce the meat, and then you use your knife in your right hand to cut the meat. What does a civilized European or Australian or Canadian do? They use then the fork in their left hand to 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 move that piece of meat that you just cut off into your mouth. Yeah. What does an American do? They swap hands at that no. point. So no. they yeah yes. no. yeah. So they, so they get the fork the... in their dominant hand, so their right hand, and then they just eat with their right hand. No. And they just so kept on swapping. Thing, move it with the right hand, and then when they cut the next piece, they swap around again and cut again, move again, put it in your mouth, move again. It's 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 crazy. It's yeah. insane. It's so inefficient and surely looks not so weird. Yeah. That, that is happening. Thing. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I don't know. I don't know how how that how, how that no one's figured out that that might be an inefficient way of uh, consuming. It's so weird, considering that it's also a country with, uh, that came up with the hamburgers. You would think <laughs> that's why they came up with the hamburgers because they're like cutting meat is so much work. Oh, that's <laughs> bad. Swap around all the time. 
And we notice that all the time now in movies and TV shows where it's like they do this swapping thing all the time. I feel like I'm not going to be able to unsee this. Yeah. No. And, no. and that's the thing. If you ever want to like be thought of as an American, you need to like integrate into society. Yeah, so if, if you be like a If spy, you're becoming an Australian spy yeah. that's deployed in the US and you have to blend in as an American, first of all, get rid of your accent. That probably is the first uh, sticking out point. But then... Uh, swap your knife like a like a crazy madman to to fit in better. So speaking of bad American accents, um, <laughs> I had no I didn't plans. say that, but <laughs> I had no plans. To sure. Um, do you know the the actor Asa Butterfield, British guy? I don't know. I mean, he's I in a few Google Netflix probably. things. If you don't, this is completely useless, and we can cut it. Asa Butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> what Butter- a weird Butterfield. name. Butterfield. Butterfield? Yeah, yeah uh, I've seen this guy. Isn't he in Sex Ed? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, a- yeah. and in Sex Ed, he plays a British guy. Like, you know, he's he's British. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I watched him in a movie on Netflix. I don't know if it was a Netflix original or not, Over like last weekend. And he had the worst American accent. Like, he was putting on the okay. accent, but it made me really dislike his character because of how bad the accent was. And <laughs> I don't know how I would have felt oh. if I hadn't seen him in anything else and, like, knew what his real voice sounds like. But it was it was horrible. It was just so bad. Like, they could have made this guy British and it wouldn't have been a problem to the storyline. <laughs> and he could have just spoken normally. But every time he opened his mouth, I just I, I couldn't stop myself but laughing. Like, it was just horrible. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Poor Asa Butterfield. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, but speaking of accents, there's a, um, a Wired has a YouTube channel where they talk about kind of experts, experts evaluating things. And they have one with one um, speech trainer, accent trainer. I don't really know what the, what the profession or the, the technical term of this guy's profession is. But he's evaluating actors' accents and, and, actors and then kind of going into of, of like of interesting mimicking yeah. famous people, mimicking specific accents, British actors doing American accents, American actors doing British or accents, Australian accents, Australian accents, and New Zealand accents, and the difference between a Kiwi accent and an Australian accent, and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's really good. It's, you you, you kind of hear it and you're like, yeah, I, I can see, but no. But if you watch it, we, I think we watched like six or seven of his videos now because they're super mm. fascinating. Did Yeah. And did you know that there's this uh, accent that's called transatlantic English or transla- transla- transatlantic American English? I did not. I think it's just a transatlantic yeah, accent. A transatlantic accent. So this is a completely made up accent that an Australian person came up with that... <laughs> This, uh, so this guy thought this should be like the ideal accent, which is like the pure <laughs> English accent. Uh. And it was started basically when the movie industry was introduced. So that's why so many, especially many women, are having this really strange sort of snobby sounding accent in all those old black and white movies. So what is it, like half British, half New York? <sighs> so it's like the the correct English that's kind of across yeah. English and, had- and that should be the one that's spoken on on formal like TV shows oh, and and I movies like the and sound of I, ugh, look I I actually I mean the accent yeah. sounds really fun it's a fun accent it's it sounds really strange but it's kind of fun but it's also interesting that just that's not an accent anyone actually speaks no, no. based on their geo ge- like usually accents are very strongly geographic mm. but this one is just a isn't industry. even a thing like would yeah. it be people growing up on a boat and <laughs> yeah. like, i just lived on yeah, a cruise ship my a, whole life it's just a 
an industry accent, yeah. which we don't have a lot of like uh, famous accents mm. that grew out of a specific type of thing you're doing rather than where Look, you if you want to pick a universal so, accent, it's got to be Kiwi. Um, <laughs> Why? And, because and, they're nonpartisan? No, just because of how good it sounds. Like, it's like a refined Australian accent. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the accent you should pick to refine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch. Um. Anyway, um, I, I, I'll, I'll l- link the speech coach guy's video in, in yeah, the show notes. Because it's, it's really super fascinating. Fun. Okay, yeah. And it probably teaches even uh, native English speakers a lot about their... their yeah. Then so-called native language. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very interesting. Anyway, cool. So good podcast. Yeah. yeah good tech talking podcast about we're doing language. Here. It's great. Accents. <laughs> Accents are cool. I, I, I don't know. It's um. But in general, those kind of cultural things, right? I, like language is part yeah. of it, but also like um, there's again oh. Wired. They also have a thing where they talk about um, spy and spy-related activities in movies from the former disguise chief of the CIA. I think. <laughs> She was like head of disguise or something, talking about kind of disguises in, in, in TV shows that often relate to spy type of activities. And then she's evaluating them and kind of comparing that to actual missions and actual uh, disguises they used. And that's super fascinating too. And they're part of that, like part of that is kind of the like uh, etiquette type things. Like if, if you're an, a Russian spy in the US, if you wouldn't do this weird flippy floppy thing with your fork and knife, people would directly notice that you're not actually an American, right? Which is still insane. Why would you eat that way? But also, apparently, like Europeans, for example, they, they have a tendency to stand straight a lot more, while Americans will always lean if there's a leanable <laughs> item close to them. Or they will just stand with, like, uh, one foot in front of the other, like, lean in the air, like, yeah. just yeah. wait on one leg or another. While Europeans have a tendency to to have equal weight distribution but, uh, on both legs, while Americans and, I guess, Australians have a... T- tendency to to have more weight on one leg that's kind of slightly shifted backwards yeah i definitely and do if that. you would i notice that yeah. all the time yeah. at my standing desk where i shift weight between my legs and sort mm. of the other leg yeah. is just doing nothing it's there um. yeah <laughs> and if again if you were a spy in europe people would maybe start doubting your your authenticity just based on those kind of small things that you might not even mm. pick up very fascinating very interesting it's mm. interesting how and, um and it applies sort of both ways how it can often be fairly easy to pick a tourist or tourist groups in a city you know well and vice mm-hmm. versa. I'm sure like I, I know when I'm overseas, I'm sure I stick out like a sore thumb in wherever I am. Like, <laughs> just, But I, I think it's a combination of all those subtle things that like you couldn't point to any one thing and be like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a sign they're a tourist. It's not like I'm holding mm-hmm. a map, but there's like a, a few <laughs> things just about the way we do things differently, even with before mm-hmm. you open your mm-hmm. mouth that just gives away that you don't yeah, yeah. properly... Mm. Uh, you're not mm. properly familiar with the place you're at. It's it's very interesting. It's yeah, um yeah, yeah. it's fascinating culturally. Like we talk like it's yeah. good. It's a good thing to talk about the differences, and it's just it's very interesting. Um, the things you you do realize, and also you don't. Even here, if you look at Canada and US, very close in a lot of ways. But you can always see when an American is in a restaurant because they just try to give their credit card away to I people. Know, oh, so man, yeah. <laughs> you know, because in America, you have to f- give your credit card to someone oh. who takes it into a back room and does whatever Archaic. with it. Well, in Canada, obviously, as, again, civilized country, you, you tap on a mm-hmm. machine and you you can, like, 
overall, like Americans and Canadians speak very similar, like language is very similar, culturally very similar, like dress, like the way you dress is very similar. But Americans just keep giving their credit card to people <laughs> and and Canadians hold on to it. It's mm. like even those kind of things. It's 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 fascinating because we're so close, right? You can you can cross the border in an hour, but you can still notice people behaving different based on their kind of institutional constructions around payment. Uh, I find I find those things fascinating. Yeah, I've definitely been caught out in the opposite where I'm trying to pay for something in America and I'm holding yeah. my card, <laughs> not expecting to have to give it over. And they're kind of looking at me funny, like, are yeah. you going to give that to me? It's like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Do what you need to do with it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's And, and again, it's like, it's yeah. like no right way. It's just what we're used to. And it's so funny how... Yeah. Um, I would never in a million years but go it, to hand my card to um, somebody serving me. But I guess yeah. America is totally opposite. Um, but it's also weird, right? Because you're kind of almost uh, encouraged never to give your card to anyone. It's like, that's the thing. Like, hide your pin. And and then you go to a place where you first give your card away. And then they don't even care about the pin. It's yeah. like you override it with a signature. You're like, what's happening yeah, yeah. here? I do quite like yeah, um, uh, some of the new bank cards here actually have no details on the front. So, you can do an yeah, entire transaction without giving anything away. It's quite cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Apple Pay, same thing, right? Oh, of course, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it, but it's it's weird, right? Again, in the US, if you go to a restaurant, it's it's kind of strange to pay with Apple Pay, mm-hmm. like because you don't have a machine. It's like I don't even know how it would work. Do you walk up to the to I the till? So, yeah, I think that's and usually then, what we do. Mm, I think know, some places in America bills. seem to be getting the more portable, like mobile POS terminals, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's not super common. Anymore. It's, it was I actually really they... interesting the transition here where basically the banks forced contactless payment cards on everybody probably like six or seven years ago now. And then because the banks own all the payment terminals, they slowly upgraded them all. But I say slowly, but it happened in a matter of probably 18, 24 months where you went from maybe being able to pay with a like contactless to everywhere except mm-hmm. contactless and then that one mm-hmm. place that doesn't really is noticeable and you think this is archaic and you have to put your card yeah. in and then you're never going back to that <laughs> of course yeah it's like places that don't take contactless now are like places that only take mm-hmm. cash i'm not going to go there it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then there's also like for example um i think in australia if you have a car terminal you pay like a fixed fee over months I believe, I don't yeah, know. If you owe, if you uh, and it. in Europe, you pay a per transaction minimum, mm-hmm. yep. usually. Like, tr- just historically in, in Germany, that was the yep. case. Not, I shouldn't say Europe, because Sweden had more of an Australian system. But, like, therefore, when my family, or if my mother mm-hmm. comes and visits us in Canada, she's terrified to pay with her credit card for, like, low okay, mm, low like totals and transactions. Yep. Because she's she's always been told off if she's trying to use a card. It's like, no, we only take cards from a 15 euro minimum. So she's like, oh, that's always the dance she's going through. She's looking at, at the cash register, seeing that it's like what value it is, and then deciding her payment method, depending on how much the total came to. And you see her when she's ordering here, and she's ordering a coffee, and she's like, oh, no, do I have cash with me? Because the coffee was cheaper than I thought. I was like, no, just use your card. Everyone's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's I fun. remember when we, um, when we went contactless initially mum was very conscious of that because some um, merchants have different agreements with the bank so some do pay per transaction like a set percentage and some pay the fixed fee and some pay combination and it's mm-hmm. but it's also like in in australia and the same in canada it's common that you would check in with your credit card for public transport right mm-hmm. and that is by by i mean we're living in countries where public transport isn't excessively expensive so it's like a two dollar transaction yep, or something yep. and you you don't think about that you're like 
about potential fees. Oh, no. It's like, but my understanding there well, is for, that for stock, German all coming here, they're like, wait. Um, like I know Amex yeah. are really big on the pu- like Amex have a big push into being the card people use on public transport, and that's interesting because oh, historically really? Amex have been high fees, and you know you, you make big purchases on your Amex, and, and because that's usually the only way you're not going to get a fee. If you're buying maybe a three thousand dollar lounge, that's fine, but if you're buying a three dollar coffee, they're going to slap a you know few percent on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Amex have struck really good deals, is my understanding, with the transport providers at least here. Um, because they want to mm-hmm. be the go-to card for these microtransactions, which is really interesting, uh, just from a like mm. business perspective. Mm. Yeah, in general, they're not super like prominent outside of the US, and I think maybe they're trying to enter that market that way. Yeah, yeah, making like the convenient. But it's almost the perfect for those. use for an Amex card because there's no fees on those transactions, and it's money you were going to spend anyway. So it's mm. a good way to just get points for nothing essentially mm. they've got themselves in a good market mm. position now like, I'll, I'll give it mm. to them mm. um, so i guess our yeah. pick is uh travel more if you ever can <laughs> <laughs> sure to places that have different culture and then it's, it's cool culture. it's a, it's a it's really fun. good experience um yeah um speaking of um traveling no, no actually not speaking <laughs> of a long time ago we were speaking about youtube videos um, and interesting things in different countries. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this, Zach. Australia, or originally the UK, released a um, special coin set to like Ooh. celebrate different things for the UK. And Australia followed and did the same thing. So there's a special coin set that's released, which um, have different so they released one coin for each uh for each letter in the alphabet uh, and each of these letters um were the inspiration of what should be on the coin but there has to be something that's like very typical symbol symbolic for australia does that make sense so like in the uk for example for um d they had double decker bus on the uh, as the as the uh, like what do you call it mod, mod motive on the coin um yeah, symbol. Symbol. don't look it up no, by the way. Don't look it look up. It okay. Um, do you want to do a fun guessing game? Uh, Why not? What is sure. on those coins? As a native, we did terrible in okay. this guessing game. Right. Just, just to, just to have a disclaimer. Do you want to have a? So, so they issued twenty-seven yeah, coins, okay. one was for each racing? letter, and a few was like a couple of months ago. Okay, all right. Yeah. I haven't heard about this. Mm. Coins, what are they? <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. That could be fun. <laughs> I have not looked it, it up, is, just for the record. Okay, we thought it was quite fun to actually find out what's on those coins. Uh, and maybe maybe you will enjoy it. And if anyone and wants wonder, to play alone, you, uh, along, you can... You can <laughs> or alone. alone. I mean, most of us are alone right now in our homes. So if you want to have a fun game, you should follow along at home and write down your answers. And then you will you, you will be pleasantly surprised about what, what's actually on the coins. Or you might just be <laughs> perfectly... <laughs> Surprised or disappointed when you get them wrong? Now. <laughs> Depending on your answer. Right, this is this is going to be interesting. Mm. All right. So, um, do you understand what what, what this? I is? think so. Um, okay. Like for example, the V coin might be Vegemite. That kind of thing. For, for example, example, I'm not saying it is, something. but okay. Yeah. That so, kind do of you thing. want to start from A to? Should we go from A to Z? Oh, do I have to go in order? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, otherwise it's chaos. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think is for A? A. What is an Australian thing that's A? <laughs> Australia. Yeah, but like, I don't. I feel like I can't use that one. It's gonna be like, 
is it is it always a thing or could it be like a phrase or a slogan? Like is Aussie 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 or Aussie Oi Oi valid for A? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Does that be a thing? Is, is it a noun? But yes, yes, you could you could guess something like that if you want okay. to. It could be you anything. Also, our assumption is you're probably improving as uh, you proceed through this game because you get an yeah, idea of cool. what kind of things they're right. using. Okay, so A, I'm going to have to think about... Um, so think about that. It's like, it's probably been a room of 20 Australians thinking, what symbolizes Australia the most? What can we put on our coins? That's what we go with. <laughs> I can't think of an A thing. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, this game you're not starting out strong no i know it's not it's not a strong start i also I, to I be fair i think there's a good chance most people get a wrong okay. so just just throw it out there and then we tell you what's actually okay right. I'll, I'll go with my slogan of ozzy 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 or something stupid like that but okay no that's obviously yes. wrong <laughs> um the correct answer would have been Australia Post. <laughs> sure. Okay. So we've still got brands in here. Okay. I like this. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a bit of a backstory. Apparently in Australia, the Australia Post is uh, doing all those kind of special coin distribution right, stuff. Right. Okay. So, so they kind of they rigged really the system like, here. Like they yeah, wanted is, to feature themselves first. I understand. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, that's fine. Yeah, as I said, this is a lame start. Um, let's continue with right, B. B right. I'm going to say barbecue could also be Bunnings, which I feel like I should get a half point for because Bunnings do barbecues, but I'm going to say barbecue. <laughs> what about Bunnings barbecue? No, I'll go barbecue. <laughs> nope. I'm pretty sure I guess barbecue too, but no, that's wrong. It's boomerang. Okay, cool. I, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So zero nice. out of two. <laughs> C. What might C be for? For some reason, clouds is the first thing that comes to mind, but it's not going to be clouds. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just like the C. Uh, man. Believe us, we have them in other places too. <laughs> oh, C, Australian. I feel like this one you should get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Y- it, it, you, you, they you also don't allow swear yes. words. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you should be able to guess this one, though. Uh, because there is a famous Australian C word, otherwise. Is it Australian, though? I thought it was British. It's it's very commonly used. We, we in inherit it. So from I think, our I think you guys get it. Yeah. <laughs> very common. Yeah. It's, maybe it's more uh, liberally used uh, here than. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's, it, it is. Just for the record, it's not as offensive here as it might be in other parts around the world. It's, it's not like America where it's yeah. like the devil's word. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, this is taking a turn. I don't know. I'm going to have to pass on this one. Oh, you you probably have to guess something. Yeah, guess clouds. I can't think of it. <laughs> You will be upset that you didn't get that one if you're not at least giving it a shot. No, I've got nothing. All right, the nothing is the correct. (laughs) It's the incorrect answer. The correct answer would have been cricket, but that's not Australian. That's like well, it's still typical. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and Australians keep winning cricket things sure, and Australians sure. uh, want to associate themselves right, with cricket alright alright all right. D next one D. didgeridoo yes you got that cool. one Yay. wow cool. well done alright one out of four good job alright alright next one E emu e. good guess do you want to commit to that is that your <laughs> final answer I have to I, I, yeah I mean you've, you're obviously Something like emu <laughs> um, I would have second guessed it e- either way, even if it would be correct. But it's not. Ouch. Look, I, I just I have to say <laughs> emu. Like I feel like that's the obvious one. Okay. To be fair, Mon and me both also picked yep. emu. I believe when we played this game, 
turns out it's Esky. Sure. Okay. So for people who don't know what Nesky is, Nesky is basically, I think it's a brand of yeah. a cooler, like yes. a like, like a, a beer, beer cooler. cooler. But it's, and it's become very a commonly term. used. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very yeah. commonly used as a way of carrying around your beverages. Or the hot, kind of hot like summer calling day. paper tissues Kleenex yeah. yes, or exactly. calling. Uh, All right, yeah. but it's super super popular. So I see why why that. Like, yeah. People always talk about barbecues and eskies yeah. in Australia. That's all they talk about. You gotta yeah. own an esky, otherwise you're actually not really Australian. That's basically that's, how it works. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Uh, so right. F. F. Ah, good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which Fish one? Fish and chips. <laughs> because apparently we can do British huh? things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good guess. guess. I'm trying to think of what I thought. <sighs> I, I got this one right. Oh, oh yeah, you did. Yeah. So fish and chips, final yeah, sure. answer? I know it's wrong, but... <laughs> the correct answer is footy. Oh, no! Yeah, I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. I mean, I know because for you, footy is... I don't know. No, why do you guess this? Why didn't you guess footy? I mean, yeah. I didn't think of sure it. Thing. That was the first thing, but... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's do an... Okay. Let's, let's do an easy one. What's G? How is this easy? <laughs> <laughs> G. What could G be? I feel like this is very obvious and I'm missing something obvious. <laughs> Any hints? Uh, think Australia. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kick myself for not knowing this one. Um, yes. In uh, Maybe a similar word in other English speaking languages would have started with an H. <laughs> I think you made it so much worse. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay, so okay. One last hint. You asked a question when we started whether or not this is objects or if it can be things like saying, like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Mm. Or f- other so phrases. this would help. This is more, this in, is the more in the phrase category. category. People are screaming at the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. G'day. Hello. Yeah, yeah okay. there so you go. go. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, all right. We gave you a bit sure, more time sure. for that one than, than deserved, yeah. but you got there in the yeah. end. All right, H. This one I had absolutely no, no. idea I would have never gotten to. H. If my life would have depended on that one, I would have not. I, I would be dead yeah. now. I mean, I think I'm going to be dead too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have one, but it's not good. I don't think it's going to be it. All right. No, but it doesn't, even, no, it doesn't that even make sense. Um, <laughs> what was I was say, like, houses, no, like, great Aussie dream houses, like, you know, okay. but it's very similar to the American dream, so it's not specifically Australian, so probably not, but I can see that being, like, a staple of Australian family life. Um, so, yeah, yeah, real estate is huge. Yeah, I know. It's, so, like, it's a big thing. Um, yeah. Look, it's not, I know it's not the answer, but no, I'll it's say more, it. Yeah, go. I, be- more. Mm, I believe this is an Australian invention. If you want to call it that. And it's kind of... Helicopter? <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> I wonder if that's something that a lot of Australians don't realize is very Australian. So the correct answer is Hilt's Hoist. I don't know if I even say that right. So this it's is like a clothes thing- hanger that oh. you put up. You like have a- like a pole, then uh, you have four or five poles sticking out that you hang clothes on. I would not and have gotten that. Like, it's like... It's like a way for it to wait to dry in the wind. To, for the- it's a permanent laundry yeah. line in your backyard. Okay. I would not have gotten that. But okay. Cool. Do you, but do you no, know what it is? I don't. You, you know? I'm, oh, yeah. really? Oh, well. 
Um, the next one, I had absolutely no idea. I, I still don't know what this is. <laughs> is an iguana Australian? I don't know. <laughs> it's an animal? Oh, yeah. It, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably not the answer given the reaction, but I'm going to have to go with iguana. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is iced vuvu? Vovo? Iced vovos? What is iced that? It's like a candy thing. Or oh, like a baked thing. I would not have gotten that. Nope. <laughs> it's it's apparently a wheat flour biscuit topped topped with a strip of pink f- stuff. Okay, interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Sounds like a bit like moving right on. It like a popsicle in America. No, it's 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 like sort of like um like a pop tart. Oh, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Yes, sorry, no. Oh. Yeah, pop tart. Pop. All right, Jay. Again, something I. All right, Jay. Just you could you could know this. Pretty unlikely. Really? I don't know if this is the I don't even know. formal term, but I feel like it's a known thing. Have you heard of this before, Marlin? No, but when I see what it is, it makes sense. I feel like there's... I could be totally wrong here, but there's like a J word that describes like a bag or like a, something to carry things in, but I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. Don't pass. Or is, it, like, isn't, is a Jill a baby kangaroo? Or is that... Oh, no, like know. Joey? Joey, that's, that's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, is that your final answer? I don't know. Oh, I'll, that could be my answer. <laughs> sure, whatever. I think I guess Joey. Yeah. I, I believe. Uh, no, it is uh, Jillaroo and Jackaroo. Uh, Jillaroo, This okay. is like a horse thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Is that a thing? I didn't what think of Jillaroo. I, I, oh, okay, that must... Okay, all right. Because <laughs> right, I know there's uh, like okay. sport teams. That what what is that though? Jillaroo and Jack. What is that? Is that people? I think is that like are a they thing? animals? Like there's sport teams like, like the horses? Jillaroos. Ah, oh, a Jackaroo is a young man. The feminine equivalent is yeah. Jillaroo. Work on a sheep or oh, cattle station. See, I was onto something gain... with the Jill thing. <laughs> yeah, you I, were. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> Originated in Queensland. Okay. Yeah, no, it's very Queensland. <laughs> Surprise. No, okay. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> Cool. All right. Now the easiest one of all of those. I expect everyone to get that no, right. No, hey. it's a 50% chance people get this one right. Yeah. Okay. K, you, kangaroo. I guess. It, all right. And what would have been the alternative? Kanga. <laughs> 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 all right. So when we did this, we thought it's either kangaroo or koala. But kangaroo is the national thing. I know. It's got to be know. kangaroo. Yeah, but I mean, emu wasn't it is. Yeah. there. Kangaroo. Isn't emu the... National animal. Yeah, team. good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Apparently, yeah. someone but likes walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but kangaroo. You, yeah, you got that one. Cool, cool. So you have three points oh, now. Didgeridoo, g'day, and kangaroo. All g'day right. was more so a high L. point. I needed a hint, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take. take we I'll give take you all your kickets. Yeah. Look, look. <laughs> so combine L. that with the Jill thing, and I'll say that's a full point. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is L? Lamington. Yes. You go, Good man. Job. Okay. So, what's M? No, you're yeah. going to roll. Keep keep rolling. M. 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 If you could get, yeah, if you could get Lemington, I think you can get this one. Magnums are not Australian, are they? No. Yeah. Think way more Australian. Meat pie. Meat, uh, yeah. Yes. There, there you go. go. <laughs> I actually, that was, when, you st- when we started this game, I didn't want to go in alphabetical order because I had a few things in my mind and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All yeah, right. Yeah, cool. So this is the third one in a row. Oh. Now. So now, now you're rolling. You have five points, right? Like a coin. <laughs> whoa, whoa, um, whoa! All right. So, <laughs> but I think this this, this one this I had one, absolutely I don't no idea. Think I've never heard of you'll of. get this one. And N. It's not food related. I give you that. Good to know. 
No idea. I'm gonna have to pass. Okay. Nah. Right, Neighbors, which is apparently a TV show that's super popular in Australia. Sure. All right. Not that was a weird much. one, I agree. Yeah. Um, the next one, oh, is again, I thought, a very easy one. But you look puzzled, oh. so I will shut up and let you guess. Oh, what could O be? Um, <laughs> okay, think yeah, Australia. Think Australia. <laughs> think, yeah, like, like pretty much all of it. Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> think Less outside of the country and more inside the country. Again, you will be frustrated if you do uh, not guess this one. Yeah, this is one where we have to give you extended time uh, because otherwise you get... And you will get there. I'm not convinced. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I mean, you are from Sydney, so it's a bit harder, but it's still very obvious. <laughs> where do kangaroos live? <laughs> Outback. <laughs> there you go. Right, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. all, right. all right i should have got that i should have got that that's all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving right on <laughs> p pavlova that's a good one good guess but i think there was too much contention about whether it's new zealand or, oh, or australia yeah, that is true i forgot about that so the correct answer would have been platypus okay all right uh i would i would still say pavlova is more australian than platypus <laughs> but you know <laughs> Poor platypus. Staying within the theme of uh, within the animal kingdom, Q. I feel like I know this one, but I have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Think West. And then some more West. Q animal. Think Rotnest Island. <laughs> that does not help. Giving you very specific the thing hints. Is that if you don't know the name of this yeah, animal, you can't just come up with a random Q. You know how in Australia everything kills you? Yes. And everyone posts pictures about spiders, snakes, and I don't know crazy things that would kill you within seconds. This is the polar opposite of that. That still has some kind of internet fame. Mm -hmm. Not helping. <laughs> Quokka. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so, that, those are cute, small... Yeah. Really, like, happy-looking yeah. hamsters, but yeah, bigger. I, I would not have guessed that, though. I completely It also it. does have um, some similarities to a kangaroo, but it's, yeah. like, a small... Okay. And they're super they're so cute, cute and super happy, and they live on this small island. And they don't have of any. I think they don't have any um, predators, so ah, they are okay. just like they are sort of known to be like one of the happiest animals ah. in the world because they always smile. Mm. Yeah, and they're they're, they're really, really cute. Well, yeah, we've been to that island where all of them live, and they're like super. They're not afraid of anything. They come up to you. They're looking nice. cute. Pretty, pretty nice. All right, cool. R R R. Um, this one is weird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know if it's weird, but I didn't think of it. I mean, think of Australia Post. Australia Post. <laughs> Maybe that was not helpful. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I feel like we have to give a lot of hints because that one was weird. It's in the air. It's usually in the outback or kind of remote. I'd say rain, like but not in the outback. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. It is a. It's related to planes. Enter medicine. Royal Flying Doctor's Service? There you go. I didn't think those hints would be anywhere, yeah, no, but they okay. did. It's All right. And again, Australia, very remote, so you need... Certain remote mm -hmm. communities need flying doctor services. Yep. And therefore, it's a very unique Australian yep. thing that they have doctors that fly in if you have any kind... Is it for emergencies or is it it's, for any... I, I think it's often for emergencies, but yeah, if you really needed a doctor. Mm. Um, mm. 
Yeah. yeah. Yet I'm always surprised how many, like in the outback in Australia, how many things happen with planes. Mm. Like there are people using, or helicopters, using helicopters to, for like sheep farming mm. or cattle herding. And it's, it's crazy yeah. out there. It's different world. Yeah. So, right. S. Snakes. Oh, that's a good one. Guess? I guess no? uh, slip, slap, slop. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a good mm. one. <laughs> I guessed surfing. Yeah. Which I also thought yeah. was a good one. And I was actually the closest. It is Surf Lifesaving, okay. the okay. famous Surf Lifesaving Club thing that basically elites, I don't know, what do you call elite that? Life like, uh, elite Lifesaving? Elite water guard yeah. people? Yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, elite, I don't know if elite's the right word, but yeah. <laughs> but it's like the closest, like it's it's like a pride yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it, right? it is. Where it's like yeah. they have competitions yeah. and they're like very yeah. proudly you can buy like the jackets. And, and but if you can't swim mm. and you find yourself on an Australian beach, they will most likely save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like this thing, right? Swim between the flags yeah. and like it, it's a big thing that there is like guarded beaches and yes. those kind of things. Anyway, so right, surf that, That's a good one. I like yes. that one. Molly got the next one right. Yes. Tea. Think of cultural miscommunication. <laughs> but this one more of a linguistic sp- specialty. Cultural miscommunication. Like no other country would ever put this on their coin. <laughs> I don't know. Think beaches. You know, stay, stay within water range and beach. Gee. Then add some footwear. Thongs. <laughs> there you, you go. go. Right, yeah, for okay. those who don't know. Or oh, for those I, who are... no, that was another one that I had in my mind at the beginning. And oh. I didn't know if I was yeah. allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> so for those outside of Australia, a thong or thongs in Australia is referring to flip-flops, uh, yes. not the uh, underwears. Yes. I, um, I know I've mentioned so it's, like, it's thongs a few times in the show, and then you're like, no, you can't say that. <laughs> it's like, it has a different <laughs> meaning where we're from. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, right. The next one, I was, uh, I think that was the one I got right the yeah. quickest. U. Letter U. Uluru? No, but good guess. Umbrella? But no. <laughs> Weirder yeah. guess, but also no. The correct answer is obviously Ute. Right, okay. Yeah, sure. sure. Which is short for utility vehicle, which is an Australian beloved type of, I don't know, pimped up <laughs> pickup truck that's also lowered. It's a very yeah. strange uh, It's sort of like a sports mind. pickup truck. Look, yeah, yeah it, it, it's used commonly to tow things like trailers or your camping caravan and or tradies or, carrying uh, their gear yeah and by dads who yeah. feel the need to compensate there's that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah or by like racing through downtown areas or doing donuts in the middle of the street mm-hmm. Those yeah kind of just things. the small things <laughs> necessary stuff yeah. uh, so right, v i think you already said yeah, yeah. yes yep. all right within that realm of brand advertisement uh w really in the realm of brand advertisement. Because Wombat is one, but I could say Wi-Fi, because that's an Australian <laughs> invention. But I feel like that wouldn't yeah, be good on a coin. Um, <laughs> I mean, pe- Also, so far, it's been a lot more stereotypical, not a lot of scientific uh, advances. W. I feel like this is probably an obvious one. I think mm. so. Something edible. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. It tastes. It's, I don't think it tastes good, but Australians tend to eat it. Or it's kind of like shredded wood. I think they can drink it too. Shredded. I think you have wood. to throw it into something. Yeah, what? you have to put add something wet to it. Think most important meal of the day. <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> most of. <laughs> Maybe I should stop helping. 
Um, I don't know. All right. Right. The correct answer is Wheat Bix. Oh, right. Okay. Of course. Yeah. No, Wheat we- Bix is good. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I should have got that. I Sorry got that. for being too detrimental to it. Your your dry bland so mix good. of random. It feels it feels a bit like a I don't know. You're trying to make good wheat products, and this is kind of your site. All the stuff that kind of fell over the sides. Yeah. And, uh, sure. I have never had them, but they don't look yeah. appetizing. They're not bad. Not uh, bad. All right. Or are appetizing. All right, next one, X. That one I I, don't think, I've never yeah, heard of. I think this one's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> it's <laughs> a... I think it's a town or a small place. Uh, Maybe it has some more value to an Australian. I've not heard of it, though. I don't even know how to pronounce it. X. Should I... Yeah, you can just tell me. Uh... Xantippi? Xantippi? Never heard of it. It's it's a small town, uh, thirty three kilometers northeast of Perth. Oh, okay. It's the only place in Australia whose name starts with an X. Ah, okay. So it's probably the only thing they could go mm. with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's not a lot of X things. Yeah. The population was recorded as twenty. Wow. <laughs> oh, huge, huge, huge. With nine families, fifty five percent of uh, the population. Are male and forty five are female, so you you can do the math yourself. Uh, how many? Uh, what the total? Nine families, are. Yeah. twenty people. Yep, just old retired couples, probably. <laughs> the median age is forty six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Next Why? letter. Hmm. I think that's the only thing that's made up on those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm struggling. Um, think Bigfoot. That does not help. <laughs> Think Bigfoot in Australia. <laughs> uh, I think what to say. Yeah, you're gonna have to say. Y- yeah, Yowie. Don't know what that is. I think it's just a Bigfoot in Australia. Okay, sure. Are you sure you're Australian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Doubting it now. <laughs> All right, you you only have one yeah, left now. Zed. That's gonna be difficult. Z or Z? Z. Um. Oh, I've heard yeah. that word before. Think but, uh, branded stuff again. Like Vegemite or... But sweeter. You might find some in an esky, which is where your cold stuff goes. <laughs> nope. Think bright colors. Zinc. Think raspberry, fairy floss, cola, blackcurrant, mandarin, pineapple, <laughs> lime, or bubblegum. Okay, not zinc. Um, <laughs> actually, zinc would have been a good guess. Think about hot weather zinc treats. Zinc is a good one, though. Super duper. Yeah. There you go. Oh, zinc's better than super duper. All right. <laughs> and zinc All goes right. in an esky when you're at the cricket. Would you put it in an esky, really? Yeah, because it's oh, hot. It's you don't because want of it to your... melt. Mm. Yeah. I forgot that you use zinc as a protective yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, okay. I forgot Re- that. I don't know. Like, if you use zinc as a protective thing, I can't take you seriously. You need to use sunscreen. Zinc is more just the, <laughs> like, you want to look dramatic, usually at the yeah. cricket, with, yeah. you know, green and gold on your cheek or something. Um, okay. Some people do it just on their nose, though, because they're, like, like really easily burning. Yeah, that is true. But, yeah, most people would right. prefer sunscreen. Zach now coming out with their controversial opinions after getting, <laughs> like, what was it, five points? Yeah, not, not great. Hey. <laughs> Uh, no, I yeah. think you got... What's that, like 20%? <laughs> Didn't you get like 10 points? Didn't they kick you out of school for yeah. that? I think 11 points, right? <laughs> no, I didn't get that many. He got... Uh, Surely not. D for didgeridoo. He Did got... you get boomerang? No, no I didn't get boomerang. No. G for good day. 
He got K for Kangaroo, L for Lemmington, M for Meat Pie. Um, Did you get Outback? No. No. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Did he get Royal Flying? And no. With oh. some hints. Yeah, yeah so I, I got give that one. The thongs with some mm-hmm. help. Uh, Vegemite was a clear, yes. very clear point. And then Super Duper with some help. So nine, mm. an assistant nine points. Yeah, this is probably more like an even seven. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how many people would actually get like a significant amount of this yeah, because I feel like that's some of them are probably like I feel like some of them you, you're more likely to get right if you're not Australian. Yeah, yeah. Like for I me, like footy was just obvious, you'd was a hundred percent because you never see cars like that and then you go to Australia yeah. and everyone's driving those just like poisonous green strange <laughs> lowered utility you know in, if you go to north america okay, there aren't many great no, no, no I, I'll, I'll take issue with that there are many green ones here that's america <laughs> well no that's that's yeah, Perth, i per- think oh okay all right there's not many green in sydney and um, the land of the utes um yeah it's extreme like it's it's just such an odd sight because usually in most countries utility vehicles are big and kind of as raised as possible like if you've seen american oh, truck it's right it's the size of a yeah, skyscraper yeah. um because they need to get over all the gravel and mountains on their way to work um through downtown vancouver um while in in australia you have those super lowered ones where it's like they, they sometimes struggle with the speed bump at bunnings <laughs> so it's like it's it's that a is, very yeah strange, it feels like a very strange combination but it's it's like when i think of australia that's kind of what i think yeah, of like a lowered ute bright green struggling yeah, like making it over the speed bump at, at bunnings that's exactly the, the kind of image i have of perth <laughs> sorry perth <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Bunnings yeah. could have been <laughs> Bunnings could have been good for B. I gotta say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If if they're already getting with all the weird brands, yeah, right? Yeah. Bunnings would have been a good yep. fit. It's a staple of Australia. But I think they also wanted some some indigenous uh, words in there. I was surprised there wasn't more considering that indigenous. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and considering that Uluru wasn't in yeah, there, no, like that's Uluru. instead Ute. But you just yeah can't go without Ute. No, fair, fair. Point. Anyway, so that was that was interesting. I wonder if anyone got more points than you. All right. Should we get into the tech stuff? Yes. Are we talking stuff. about tech on this show? Yeah, I know. An hour in. I mean... That's not what I sign up it for. It probably won't be an hour in for people listening, because I spent a lot of time thinking about some of those ones that can be cut very easily. Um, but, you know. So, if you think Zach did terrible, in real time, he did even worse. Yeah, I bored them for the better part of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. right. Um, quick follow-up. Uh, any news on your MacBook, Zach? It has not arrived. That's the short of it. I think it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> so, the Apple okay. online... Tomorrow's Monday. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Monday. Um, I got a, a, a notification from Kai's uh, parcel tracking app, the PackTrack, and it said mm-hmm. it was arriving Monday. Uh, the status has since been reverted back to like processing or whatever, but the Apple online store is down at the moment. So... I can't actually log in and check, and it's been down for most of the weekend. So, as far as I can tell, there's n- the order does not exist, and my bank, the money's <laughs> been put back in my bank account, but I assume that the it'll be taken again and the order will be processed, like, tonight or something and come tomorrow. So, hopefully, it comes this week. Um, it's very complex. Uh, what do you recommend? Right. Do you recommend uh, the <laughs> transfer thingy or, like, setting up as new? It's hard, right? It's really uh, hard. We, I think we spoke about this a few episodes ago. I would, yeah, prob- because I did it for mum. My problem is being a 
a dev machine, there's a lot of like fluff on the machine mm-hmm. that would yeah. be good to just start fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, there's a million directories in like the library folder that I don't need, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and installations of software from four years ago that I could really do mm-hmm. without bringing across. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I would probably do that. If you if ever used Node Package Manager, maybe just start fresh. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll start fresh. <laughs> That's like, oh, man, there's so much like, there's so much old, so many old IDEs and like mm-hmm. weird things I had to do for uni too, because uni had very yeah, yeah. specific requirements about what software you could use. So it couldn't, you couldn't just be like, oh, no, I want to write my uh, Java in VS Code. It's like, no, you had to use mm. whatever weird software they had licensed. Beans or something. Um, <laughs> Plus yeah. some weird like accounting software from when I did accounting stuff, which I think I've cleared. But you know, mm. macOS leaves leaves like mm. p lists all over the place, and so mm. <laughs> I think it'd be a good idea to start fresh. Um, and I mean, realistically, it's not that hard. Uh, and depending on how much you customize, like your terminal and those kind of things, but even then, you can copy those configuration files over manually. Yeah, I think that'll be the best way to do it. But overall, like you log into your iCloud account and you already get like fifty percent there, yeah, right? Yeah. And then install whatever your your cloud syncing tool of choice is, Dropbox. iCloud Drive, if exclusively. Like to give... But I don't have any. Really? Yeah, but I don't have any. As we've discussed before, Git repositories in iCloud Drive. So all mm. my but all my dev yeah. stuff is in one folder, so I can airdrop that across, no questions. Yeah, or just pull it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I have a I lot of repos. Most things are like, it'd be quicker to airdrop. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, and then there's the yeah. there's the the minor inconvenience of like. Uh, like taking all the licenses off this computer and putting them on the new one, but I'll mm-hmm. be fine. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. It'll, you know, mm. yeah, I'm excited to be able yeah, to have. I think it's quite nice too. Multiple versions. Yeah, it's of nice episode. to set up fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Mm. All right, that's we've given that more attention than it needs. One thing <laughs> we didn't touch on last week when we spoke about mm, uh, mm-hmm. WWDC was the th- that the scholarship application is still going ahead. And mm-hmm. um, and I it, think the deadline is this Sunday, right? Yeah, I think it might actually. Yeah, I think it is this weekend. Yeah. You're right. So we should probably have been talking about this last week, but still, it's it's, yeah. it's still. An so by the time you hear this, uh, if you heard it on day one, the deadline was yesterday. So I hope you had a good submission. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about it late. It's fine. Um, so it's changed this year a little bit. It's not called the WWDC scholarship. It's instead called oh, the okay. Swift Student Challenge. But as far as I can tell, all of the criteria is basically the same. So you build a Swift playground, which has been the way it is for, I think, three years now. Um, and it can demonstrate anything. Uh, usually, obviously, the ones with UI do better. Uh, I mean, you probably wouldn't submit mm-hmm. one without UI, but you can do whatever you want in a Swift Playground. And then you write a couple of essays about it, and you have to be a student and all of that. And we've spoken about it before on the podcast, but I've uh, done the stu- I mean, it's called Student Challenge now in past years, and um, it's a really, really good experience. Obviously, it's a bit different this year because you don't get to go to the conference. There's no conference to attend, but mm-hmm. it does sound like there's a bit of special treatment. Um at the very least, you get recognized for um, being selected. It's still an exclusive thing if you're if you're picked. Um, it's that's worked out really well for a lot of people. Like as a as an award, as an achievement, as a resume item, it's a really cool initiative that um, people are still able to do that. And I'm glad that it's going ahead, um, even though obviously slightly different benefits this year. Um, it's still really cool that um, that opportunity is there. And then mm-hmm. there's the there's mm-hmm. the other one where. Um, when you submit, 
you can optionally attach a resume, which goes to various teams at Apple when they're looking mm-hmm. for interns mm-hmm. and things like that. So there's heaps of um, heaps of good things to still come out of it, even though there's no actual conference to attend. Um, and then you also, if you are awarded a student, if you're awarded as a winner of the student challenge, you get a an exclusive WWDC t- uh, 20 jacket and pin set, which is cool. It sounds like... And it will be even more exclusive yeah. this year. This is like the backpacks used to be. You <laughs> yeah. remember when the scholarship students got that backpack? That's yeah. Also, I see uh, our friend uh, James. Mm-hmm. He often he, he sometimes brings his backpack with it, and I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So I, I yeah, I just want to like call this out as uh, as a really good initiative. Um, it's probably too late as you're listening to apply, but if you. Um, <laughs> If you'd at all considered it, I hope you did apply because it's awesome. Um, and mm-hmm. it's really good to see mm-hmm. that it's going ahead because I don't know if we spoke about it on the show, but I had expected this to not go ahead when it was yeah, announced yeah, that WWDC too. was happening and they didn't announce the student challenge. And uh, it just to me, it didn't make as much sense because there's no conference to attend. But then thinking mm-hmm. about it, it actually does make a lot of sense to still run it because it's still quite mm-hmm. prestigious to have um, to, to be awarded as a student challenge winner um so yeah it's it's pretty cool um i'm looking at the deadline now so it's uh min- and apple probably already had a whole bunch of jackets <laughs> yeah probably uh gotta do something i don't with know those. i'm not sure if that's yeah. i wouldn't think they have made them already then they could send it to everyone right yeah. <laughs> yeah. look if if apple doesn't know where to go with all those jackets i would take one that's generous yeah, yeah. i'd take a few yeah. too yeah. i'll i'll help clearing yeah. out their their storage yeah. yeah yeah no i think i think it's always a great opportunity and also i mean it's something i see many people on just on twitter putting in their bio that they have been uh, receiving a scholarship in the past and i think i can imagine it being a good thing on your resume as well if you're just starting out and looking for your first dev job uh i think having like being a scholarship winner is really good um and it's also fun mm. so i mean if you're just sitting at home as most of us do right now, mm. when you have some spare time, I think it's really good to apply for this. Yeah, at the very least, um, you'll learn from the thing that you build. Whatever it is, your Swift skills mm. will improve. And that's, like, awesome in and of itself. Um, and it sort of forces, you know, like, some people work well under pressure. I'm one of those people who works better with a bit of pressure. So, like, that environment can be conducive to some good work um, in having mm. a deadline. So, it's pretty cool. Um and it's always been a lot of fun mm. to participate. And so it's it's cool that it's still going ahead this year. Um, and that people people who might have started on this a bit earlier as well still get the opportunity to submit something. I know that's been a thing in past years. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So it's too late now, but apply if you can, um, if you're interested. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> or apply next year. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Whenever you it's can. Fine. Mm. Mm. Um, cool. But if you did apply, there are a whole bunch of like... Um, GitHub project where people can, like all the students usually, mm. or a lot of students upload their projects or links to their projects or sometimes even code or, or some kind of, it's, it's, it's like a directory of, of people who did apply and then with status, whether they won or not, and those kind of things. And even though that is super interesting, it's nice, nice of a community mm. yeah, it's fun to that follow. kind of establish it itself out of those kind of student scholarship uh participants and it's just fun right people that apply for this scholarship are probably caring more than average about what they're doing because otherwise why would you apply for a scholarship right so it's also probably a good way of meeting people that are in similar age similar period in their in their career and also caring about the the apple ecosystem and platform so i would also encourage even if it's a bit late to encourage people to apply it's still not too late to encourage people to also look into those kind of communities and seeing if there's something interesting for them potentially Mm. yeah awesome cool cool okay 
do we want to continue with the uh, apples po- i mean potential this is not this is pretty 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 certain that apple is mm. entering the vr and ar headset space interesting i'm super excited about yeah? this yeah. What are you most I mean, excited about? It's, so, so there's been rumors for a long time now that Apple is going to make both a VR headset, which is a bit bigger, sort of like the Oculus, but it's apparently sounds like it's going to be slightly lighter. And there's going to be another headset, which is like a dedicated AR headset that's more like glasses by the sound of it. That would be a bit more like something you wear every day by the sound of it. What are you guys most excited about? I think the the potential. I mean, and the thing is, we don't know what this is going to look like. But the potential for a constant um, AR experience is really interesting, and all of the work that's been done with ARKit to this point is look. It's not entirely useless, but it's mostly useless. In that, <laughs> there's not a lot of practical applications of holding your phone up a lot of the time and i know there's some cool things Mm -hmm. like maps apps or indoor shopping center mapping and like yeah it's cool but it's also a bit like honestly it's a bit socially awkward like um Mm. it's a you'd be considered a bit weird if you're sort of walking and looking only at your phone and i know you might be able to see a pass through if you're in a shopping center or something but like it's just a bit weird but then apply that to an experience kind of like Google Glass where it's persistent, but it's not weird. It's not your primary focus. It's just sort of a thing that like truly just augments yeah. your reality a little bit. Like it could get interesting. I mean, yes, it might make it less, less, slightly less awkward from like the initial look of it. But I think once people know that you might actually be busy looking at something else, unless it's like obvious from a person who's looking at you, it could also seem a bit strange because you don't really know if people are interacting, like if people are, there like they they might just be distracted by something else so i do wonder how it will indicate i know that uh, the snapchat glasses had like a light that was turned on if it was in use and i think that was probably quite a good indication that people because that was specifically meant for taking pictures so that was probably good that people had an indication um that they could that they could see like that someone is using them so i wonder if Apple glasses would have something similar, I feel like Apple wouldn't opt for that because they want to have something that's more sleek and having something that lights up as soon as you use it is a bit against that sleekness. Um, but I mean, there, there are multiple things to this, right? First of all, I, I agree with you, Zach, that we're currently in a weird phase of AR. We're definitely in the tech demo stage yeah. for for a lot of that, right? It's like you can see how the how the tech is cool and how it evolves. And usually that's what's happening, right? First you have interesting tech demos and you're like, I wish I would be able to do something with it, but I don't really know where. And then there are some people that are kind of early adopters in that tech and they're doing things that are cool, but ultimately either they're in a very specific niche where there is usefulness in it, or it's a cool tech demo where you're like, it still doesn't really do anything for me but i see why it's cool Mm -hmm. and then as as kind of time progresses and those kind of things become more accessible that's when we actually see there being value value in those the interesting thing with ar is that as you mentioned that there is not really a um slow progression towards usefulness to the same extent it's very much form factor like we need a form factor so either um we 
we, you know, without having that form factor change of it being persistent and accessible to you at all times, it will stay in the tech demo state base, just based on its constraints. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because that's kind of unique in that way that we're having tech demos. And we had it for such a long time as well. But kind of translate it to a device that's kind of not working super mm -hmm. well for it, apart from those kind of very few use cases. So for that reason, I, I totally agree. It's, it's exciting to have a new form factor that actually makes use of that. And I'm sure if we get to that point, there will also be a significant increase in adoption of people wanting to do something with it or having ideas about it. Because even, even if we're thinking about it, like... I think the system that runs on that, like the springboard type equivalent is called Starboard mm -hmm. for, for the AR glasses. And seeing how, like surely Apple's thought about AR as an operating system that's persistent kind of with you on in front of your face or or in your glasses or, or whatever form factor it will take. I'm sure there are people at Apple who've thought about essentially nothing else for years now. So I'm very excited. I think to see what Apple thought of as a solution of how to have an operating system that is kind of persistently in your face and is kind of potentially socially awkward. And Apple t has a tendency of making things that are not, that are interesting technology that kind of pushes it like to, to, to new levels. Like even the Apple Watch, right? First you were like, I wasn't wearing an mm -hmm. Apple Watch before. And I felt you mean a you bit weren't wearing a watch before. Yeah, I was also, <laughs> not an Apple Watch, but yes, in particular, not a watch. And I almost felt slightly socially conscious when I started wearing my very first generation Apple Watch, like the generation mm -hmm. zero, because it just felt kind of weird. I'm not a person that would usually wear watches. And this one is more obvious than than a lot of other watches that I would have bought otherwise. And then the same thing happened with airports, AirPods. Mm -hmm. It was a bit like... I was just about to say, yeah. You know, you had weird yeah. things hanging in your ears. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And the technology was appealing that that you would be like it's still worth it but the first week when you were walking around in in this on streets you would be kind of like it's a bit weird that i have mm -hmm. those weird sticks yep. in my ears see i um, never felt like that with the airpods i felt that like that with because the you have long hairs madam <laughs> <laughs> i think you know being able to cover them with with body parts that just happen to hang over over your face probably help with that you know with airpods i was fully expecting them to be a target for theft because i was like how easily <laughs> yeah. can somebody walk up behind you and just kind of pop them out on a train or something yeah. and run away like i don't know why but i had in my like i was uh, apart from the social awkwardness of them like i knew they stood out like significantly mm -hmm. but it was like i, I is someone yeah. just gonna like pop one out of my ear on the street and like make a run for it <laughs> and um wow. all the thieves listening to this podcast are like we're not that disgusting man. <laughs> uh, we won't take podcasts would, away from I, you i'd rather rob you when you leave the apple store when they're still uh, packed than popping yeah, them out of your ears. but yeah it, it is it was something that was like you were self-conscious about it and you felt kind of weird about it unless you had really long hair molly <laughs> um But the value overshadowed that by so much that at some point almost everyone walks around. And it's also kind of distracting, right? It's a bit weird that people walk mm -hmm. around a lot more. And you, you see that more now as it's becoming <laughs> no. like a cultural yeah. kind of thing. And it's for some people, it seems to be a status symbol as well. Mm -hmm. You see people at like ball games wearing, like they're in a stadium wearing I know. airports. Yeah. And it's weird, right? And I'm sure they're listening to their favorite music rather than stadium mm -hmm. music, whatever. But it's a bit weird and it's always there. And it's, it's like those people... It's almost part of yeah, their, yeah. them getting dressed. Yeah, you're right. Like, put yeah. clothes and AirPods. And uh, yeah, and I do think it has changed people, like my public perception of 
like what people are doing. Sometimes I hear people walking by themselves, talking to talking to themselves, and mm. like two, three years ago, I think they are probably slightly like they're they're having they they might just talk to themselves, and I should probably stay away from them because they <laughs> they might not be perfectly. Um, fit i guess <laughs> like they might just talk to himself and that doesn't seem like something i should get in- involved in but now i can just see people talk to themselves and i just assume that they're wearing headphones which mm. is so different and i think it's it's interesting i think if someone would come and like time travel one from 10 years ago they would think that everyone's just crazy going mad yeah, i mean you had it already with bluetooth yeah but it like was a lot more before. obvious before i think and now it's just so small especially like you say if someone is where if having long hair as well it's harder to see um, but yeah. actually the interplay of airpods with whatever this uh ar vr experience is going to be is something really interesting to think about and airpods mm-hmm. i i wrote a couple of blog posts about this at the time after getting the first airpods about sort of imagining them as basically as an augmented reality experience but not a visual one of this mm-hmm. because especially the first gen without the noise cancelling, when they're in your ears and nothing's playing, you can hear the outside world almost just as well as you can without them in your ears. And it does kind of feel mm-hmm. like they are in a perfect position for uh, like truly augmenting your reality in just having mm-hmm. audio mm-hmm. cues that come through. And now with the, you know, the um, message announcements that you can get on your mm-hmm. AirPods, mm-hmm. Um, you know, something like that. It's just like this passive thing in your ear that you might not have something playing. Now, obviously, there's the social aspect of you walking around with headphones and maybe you talking to uh, your friend at lunch while you've got headphones in is, is still not socially acceptable. But there's that element of they could become useful in that case. Mm. Um, I do still it, see people do that already. Yeah, it's though. a bit weird, though. Mm. But, like, it, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe eventually we overcome that. I, mean, I don't know if it's a good thing, because I think it is kind of nice to show somebody that you are paying attention to them. Yeah, um, yeah. But it could, we but could imagine, reach that point. <laughs> yeah, but imagine that, though. You know, when you're actually, like, at the dinner with someone, many people just put their phones upside down to show that they put, pay, pay full attention. Imagine that, them just taking off their glasses while starting to eat dinner, yeah, yeah. I guess you want to show that you pay attention. It's a bit strange, but maybe that's what it will be, especially people who are not like regular glasses wearers. Um, but it also depends, right? My point is more, if Apple glasses are within the affordability range and within the utility range of AirPods, and you could argue, right? We, we had Bluetooth headphones before. AirPods were, I think, a huge step, but it wasn't like a from zero to airpod step right it was like most of us probably already had some type of headphones that we used before that even if they're not bluetooth we we use headphones and cutting the wires is a way smaller step Mm -hmm. than going from dumb glasses that just make you be able to see the world around you to like smart glasses in theory if if they're having the utility factor that we are hoping them to have Mm -hmm. and at that point if if there is enough utility people will start using them and people will get used to people using them, right? It makes no sense that, that we wouldn't accept that at some point. And I agree that there are some, some kind of weird things about, can you, can you see if someone sees something else right now? But realistically, with AirPods, you don't. You don't know if they're just wearing them or whether they're listening to music mm-hmm. or not. It's just we build social systems around that. If someone starts drifting away with their eyes all the time, you're like, really, dude? You're, you're, you're watching a movie while we're, <laughs> while we're sitting here having dinner together? You know, it's, it's like yeah. social norms are always, I think, best enforced by social yeah, beings. Yeah. And that's humans talking and being with each yeah. other rather than a tech where it's like 
whenever the red light is on, the person is distracted. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're just assuming. It's also some people might be fine. Some people might be fine sitting together mm -hmm. and 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 scrolling through some Twitter while they're eating mm -hmm. together, and that's fine, right? It's you make your social norms within your groups and within your cycle of friends and within your culture and your country and wherever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's fine. I, I'm not too worried about that. I'm more worried about do we get enough utility out of those because we've not seen any good examples yeah. right with other things we've always seen like there were other like braggy dash i think were one of the earlier like very small headphones that were bluetooth before apple released mm -hmm. the airpods and in a lot of other tech areas we would see other companies doing interesting things like even even apple watch right there was um what the pebble like i i I owned a Pebble just because I thought it was an interesting mm -hmm. thing and I owned some of other smartwatch type things um, just to play with them and I found them interesting. And then Apple did something that was kind of the next big step up in that direction. With the glasses, we've not seen anyone else implementing it. So either Apple is so far ahead of everyone else mm -hmm. that it's like they only Apple has the technology to get the like l no latency or low latency communication with your computing device, your phone probably, plus the display technology, which is like, I don't even know what that would look like right now, right? Plus the um, network connectivity, plus all the APIs for that, plus the, the kind of battery lifetime, plus the A processor that drives all of that and drives it efficiently without your batteries running out after like i don't know 20 minutes of of wearing them right it's like either apple has all those things they they were uniquely positioned in that step or i wonder what its utility will be mm. if that makes sense because it's rare it's it's but that makes it exciting it's like it's cool like the initial iphone was exciting because it was so new in so many ways and i'm excited to even see what apple does in in vr because i do not if i would sit down right now and sketch them i don't think i would any of us would even get close to what we would consider an apple quality shippable exactly, product yeah. because i yeah. just don't have great ideas of an ar focused and whatever i think about Starboard. it i think i think i'm thinking very much within the box of existing glasses mm -hmm. some kind of screen that's display but it's like i'm uh, I don't want. I, I don't. I don't mean to like hype it up and and think that it's going to be like this amazing magical thing. But I just think that um, it's not going to be what is obvious to my mind at the moment. Uh, mm. Obviously, you know. because we d we do have certain external indicators, mm -hmm. right? We we know that Apple seems to care a lot about it. We know what Apple's quality expectations are for new products. And we know our own kind of like naive approach without like I don't know. Do, the three of us probably spend a grand total of, I don't know, and most four hours cumulatively thinking about that. Apple had people that thought about this for years. So I'm, exactly. I just assume that people who dedicate a good chunk of their career towards this probably figured out a thing or two. Mm. And and Apple's quality standards are usually high. Um, Apple wouldn't ramp up a production kind of, like, get into enough steps of production that there are things that are leaked in the supply chain and that Minchi Kuo talks about it and John Posser mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. the guy that yeah, was talking I about? Yeah, that's that how you pronounce it. Also, where the hell is he coming from? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, out of out of nowhere, there's this guy. I've seen the Apple glasses. He, he has, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also access to everything. It's like, I've seen the glasses and I've seen Starboard and I know what it looks yeah. like. I have also know, I, I disagree with Minchi Kuo about Look, it's release just, uh, timelines. Mark and I've also, Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also weird, right? Because he also had like uh, 
the iPhone released, like for the for the updated iPhone stuff, uh, the SC, the new SE, second generation. He had all of the, those things, right? Where's that coming from? All of a sudden, it's like <laughs> no, it, it feels like this would have not been purely from the supply chain. It feels like something that no, would maybe have been like an early dev prototype that was from Apple that he has gotten access somehow to. Somehow also having access to like a release timeline yeah. or at least knowing enough to speculate around. Either way, interesting where this mm -hmm. guy can't, is coming out of nowhere with all those uh, seemingly accurate leaks. But considering all of that, it, it's it needs to be farther ahead mm -hmm. of what we think it is because I don't think Apple would ship something that's Again, just another tech demo for, for, for AR. I don't think they put so much effort and so much patience into a product to then release it kind of half-baked. That's, yeah. that's just my perception of f when Apple releases those kind of products. And I mean, you can say about the first-generation Apple Watch whatever you want, but it was, it was not a half-baked product. It wasn't where it is now, and it wasn't as good as we hoped it to be, but it was, if we're looking at the Series 5 and the Series 0, You, they're they're ultimately very similar in a lot of ways, and same for HomePod. You could say HomePod isn't exactly what you want, but it was without a doubt a decent speaker for mm -hmm. your home. Yeah. Um, and I think Apple, considering how much effort they put into AR and that entire yeah, ecosystem yeah. and AR kit and and the engineering that goes into all of that, it seems to be a higher priority product than than HomePod was. Mm more in the realm of Apple Watch, if not more than that. Mm. And I find that, that that makes it super exciting to me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm. So um, I wanted to ask you, Zach, because, like, yes, I think we, we really have no idea what those glasses mm. will look like. And I think if anyone's going to make a good wearable product, it would be Apple. But, like, I wear glasses regularly, and I, I wouldn't consider myself a fashionable person, but I do care about like what what i'm wearing to some extent and i found that like i quite like glasses because it can be like a quirky thing and it can be something nice that like it it, it adds some something to your personality and it sort of makes you um show off like how you are as a person like you have some type of identity when you pick your glasses so i don't have an identity is that what you're no, saying no you just have such a big identity already Kai, so you <laughs> don't need, i don't need your whole face is right Andy, Kai, you don't need glasses <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like if you're gonna, if you have to wear glasses anyways, you may as well buy buy glasses yeah, that make you yeah. make things. It's like it's out. a fashion choice, and right? Like, it's like you're going yeah. to wear a jumper, but which jumper do you want to wear? Is it is going to be bright exactly. pink? Is it going to be grey? You get to choose. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about wearing something that's going to be like the generic look. So, if all the Apple glasses will look the same, I already feel slightly unhappy about the fact that the Apple Watch is so uncustomizable mm. because it's not a. It's a nice product, I mean, you can but have it's watch bands. That's yeah, where people go but crazy. But it always now. looks like a tech product. It's not like if I want to be dressed up for a dinner, or I would go to I don't know. Like I never go out for fancy dinner parties, but if I ever would go out for a fancy dinner party the Apple Watch would just not really fit in. And I feel like it would be the same for the glasses. So how would you feel about having something like this every day? You can probably customize the temples and the, uh, the bridge and Apple will charge arm mm, and leg yeah. for, yeah. for those customizable just everyone's parts. Has different, everyone has different face shapes and fit mm. in different type of glasses. So I'm not sure if this will be enough for me to be something I want to wear every day. I, I see the, the VR aspect of it because I play VR games now and then. 
but <laughs> you're definitely not doing that to be fashionable <laughs> no no and i don't think people expect me to be fashionable then but i think something like glasses is such a such a thing that's in your face all the time mm -hmm. and you would i don't feel like i would want to swap them out so if i would go for apple glasses i would probably try to wear them every day if they have subscription glass in them mm -hmm. But Apple talks about Apple in 2020, it's subscription glasses, uh, where it's like, oh, in a purchase, <laughs> or we just close the shutters. Uh, Midway through uh, a walk in the street. Boom. <laughs> on. Uh, but yeah, Apple talks about the Apple Watch as being sort of the most personal device. And it's also the most customizable. Um, obviously, that has its limitations. Mm. But I, I feel like glasses are even more personal than a watch a watch is very much a fashion choice but glasses are mm -hmm. uh, at least most of the time sunglasses excluded glasses are a necessity uh, but mm. i get the angle you're saying about um you you like to sort of have your glasses be an extension of you you can customize them you can pick what frames you want you know you can sort of pick something that matches um sort of the the image that you prefer um and but i, I imagine that with glasses and again this will only be to an extent like the apple watch that they'll have to be customizable like they'll have to offer a few shapes and you know a few sizes and you know maybe some some different shaped frames and things like that um personally mm -hmm. i'm probably not the person to talk to about uh customizing glasses because i've gone for like the same black <laughs> basic frames for the last like three or four years um because uh, personally i want my glasses to get out of the way as much as possible and just by picking mm. things that are frames that are as generic as possible that's the way i can do that um mm -hmm. also the same with the apple watch i'm not i do have a few bands i do like to customize it but i'm not super fast like if i just had a space gray watch and a black band like that's cool too um mm. i yeah, but I, but I get what you're saying. And I, and I feel like they have to take that into account if they want these to go mm. mainstream, just like the Apple Watch. They have to, you know, part of the Apple Watch's sell is all of the customizing you can do and you can make it look like any watch you want. And you can go with the sporty fun one or you can go with the more serious uh, <laughs> aluminium one. Or if you're really but wealthy, you can go with the ceramic one. Like, you know, they've got those sort of different angles. And I imagine they're going to have to do something similar with things that people put on their face because to me that's even more personal than a watch like you can't look at somebody without seeing their glasses you can hide your watch mm -hmm. away as somebody wearing a watch so mm -hmm. i imagine that it's not just going to be the same generic black frame that you know probably most of silicon valley's tech bros will pick um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you never know but also realistically you're probably more likely in a situation where hardware will be the constraining factor for design you know it's it's like the apple watch came in what was the original 38 and 42 or is that the new ones no, no what, what are we 38 at? 42 no. yeah because yeah. now it's 40 no, and it's 44. 40 yeah, yeah yeah um those sizes were not picked out like from a you know random shuffle of, of what sizes could we go for they're definitely on the larger end and the reason for that is because they get a whole bunch of mm -hmm, hardware into mm -hmm. those um i think you will not get as slim uh frames as both of you wear right now yeah. in a in the first generation Apple Apple glasses type device. Yeah. So you probably have to make a concession there. Do you go with the glasses that you want that are kind of go getting out of the way or do you want the ones that do all this fancy stuff? Mm. And I still, I don't know. I don't know where we are with hardware to even get to something that's... At the moment, if I think of AR glasses or anything with tech and glasses, we're so far away from them being like subtle mm -hmm. 
that I, I, I just can't see that happening. Even the Bose ones are very awkward. Frame, and they, all they do is play sound. Like, there's no, there's not much smarts mm. there, but they have a speaker on the side. Yeah, yeah. And they just, they look mm-hmm. awkward. They're a bit funny, yeah. even mm. from front on. Um, yeah. They're a bit weird. Yeah. I think these things are going to stand out and they're going to look weird mm. at first, at least. Yeah. Um, so, utility has to be, like, I think this is one of the products where utility is more, needs to be so much higher than almost anything mm-hmm. else. I totally see this like multi, like almost half a century ramp up with AR kit and stuff, mm-hmm. right? It needs to be exceptional for people to yeah, take those yeah. concessions. Plus the probably way higher price uh, of them compared to your, yeah, right. your average, yeah. um, like glasses from a, from a store. Mm-hmm. Will be will be interesting, and also yeah, I'm guessing my health fund won't cover these ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some health funds do cover things like Apple Watches. Mm. True, but yeah, at the moment maybe, my glasses maybe if are they very get inexpensive. Like a, if they get like a like a some type of heart uh, heart monitor in there, then, then you will be fine. as long as all that information goes straight back to the health fund. It's fine, I'm sure. <laughs> mm. And I'm also not I'm not fully convinced yet that we won't see like a developer prototype or something yeah yeah for the first so year i think that's something I, I, I found to be interesting in the release dates it seemed to be some uncertainty of when this will be released but i can imagine it being uh, which which some rumors have sort of diluted uh, diluted to diverted to mm-hmm. some rumors have suggested that apple might be announcing it half a year before uh, alluded. alluded thank you and they might be announcing it half a year before and then they will release it a half a year later and that's sort of what they did with the apple watch and this could be something they do in order to get developer kits out there in, uh, and eliminate leaks so they might just announce it and then send out the dev kits and then like there's no shock if someone is leaking this because people would already be aware of it um, I feel like you sort of have to have some type of dev kit for this type of product because although Apple has already released a lot of uh, like AR kit capabilities, I think it's hard to adopt it in fully unless you have an actual device that you will use it at. Like it's hard to know how you should design an interface that's going to be strapped to your face. So I, I think they have to do that. And I think that would be really exciting. And I think, but I think even if it wouldn't be a dev kit, I would definitely want to buy something like this to test it out because I feel like I have many fun ideas that could work with this. So for me as a developer, this is very interesting. I just don't know how I feel about wearing it every day, which also seems a bit weird. Like, how can I develop something for something that I don't want to wear every day? Mm. What about something like, uh, as a, early dev kit having a more VR with a pass through? Yeah, mode? I think that would be. That sounds like a reasonable assumption to have. Uh, like, I think something like a bigger device, like a VR headset, would be a lot easier to develop. And I think releasing that to developers would be sort of an equivalent in terms of like the user interface. So I think that makes sense. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It will be an interesting period and i mean it sounds like those those devices have been delayed multiple times already mm-hmm. like just not delayed i know it's not announced nothing's delayed until it's announced <laughs> and then not coming out the only product apple ever delayed was air power but whatever well um, they didn't delay it canceled. they just canceled Canned. it yeah yeah cancel i know it's like one time they delay it they also cancel it so that's a pattern now either way um it it sounds from from what what the the things that make it through through the uh Apple Park walls. It seems to be that there were multiple kind of 
pushes towards a a certain type of release product and then that time those time frames being pushed out further and further um and who knows why right was that software issues hardware issues production issues certain things not coming together who knows no one knows um but i do i do wonder what what apple will release as a first like here you go the first time someone outside of mm -hmm. of apple what what will the first product that someone outside of apple touches is it like even if it's just a developer kit or if it's like a whatever it might be it will be i'm i'm incredibly interested in seeing what that will look like and i guess with a developer kit you don't need all the bells and whistles that you'd have with a like actual glasses like you might not even need frames for example like it, you could mm -hmm. just do something you hold up to your head and like it, I, I don't know it could no the form factor needs to be like it can it can be bulkier yeah. but it needs to be operated the same way or very similar yeah so you don't think they would just send out something like a case that you put your phone in and then use that as, as, long, as, as long as it's strapped to your head i think that could yeah. happen that's mm -hmm. what i'm saying like the vr right that if it's a case that you put your phone in that's vr because you're no longer looking at your real reality you look at the screen and you use the cameras to then show like do a yeah. path through because that seems so like something that's very would be a quite a clear next step for apple because they already I have yeah, i don't know if phone. your phone has all the all the hardware that they want in the glasses yeah they would not um, they might not have everything but in terms of like developing for that form factor maybe but we we, we don't even know interaction model right is it like weird swipe gestures on the side like is it like that you use the temples to swipe on oh, airpods 1.0 tap 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 yeah. <laughs> you know even that is is already uncomfortable with your with your airpods yeah. but like will it be like a swiping on your temples kind of interface then we need more hardware right because there might be mm -hmm. specific gestures is it like hand detection which would be interesting in different ways it's it's that's why i find this so so yeah. fascinating yeah. because it's such a such a departure of what apple's been doing mm -hmm. for the last like you know iphone we're now at uh what is it 12 13 years of iphone yeah something like that yeah it would be so, you know, right? like there there were some surprises every now and then but overall you could kind of fairly accurately predict the last 10 years of iphones yep. um well this is just it's just completely new yeah, yeah. i think so it's I, even I, diff much more different than something like the apple watch and the yeah, airpods definitely. like we said before because yeah the interaction model is just so different and there's so many bits and pieces to figure out and i think many company has been trying to but I think if anyone could, I think Apple can make it like a more mainstream device that is not completely uncomfortable. At least it to sounds wear. like they they think so, and that's what I find fascinating yeah. that they are they seem to be convinced that they can make something. Yeah, it's that a very I... interesting problem to confidently take on. <laughs> I mean, it's more that it considering the the stage of in the product stage they are in, it seems like Apple thinks they can make something. Yeah. And I, I find that surprising considering that no one else is getting there. But Apple has a lot of the pieces needed, like battery tech, uh, like chip design, uh, camera modules, mm. display tech. Like Apple has a lot of pieces. And it's interesting that they seem to be in a place where they're, we might be able to see something mm. in a year or so. Mm. Anyway, very exciting times. Should we do picks? Yeah. Yeah, let's do things of the week. Cool. Things of the week. I think, Marlin, we aligned uh, on theme again. I know. Maybe I should change to my secondary pick. <laughs> Maybe let's let's have Zach start. That's not helping. But sure, go ahead, Zach. Give you an Why extra few minutes to decide. 
Oh, Dak, what do you have right, this my week? My pick this week is actually a new podcast that I started listening Oh, it's a podcast that I started listening to. It's not a new podcast. <laughs> it's new for me. Uh, called Somehow I Manage, okay. which is, it's on The Incomparable. Um, and it's hosted by mm-hmm. Tiff Armin and Micah Sargent. And in it, they talk about The Office and they do uh, an episode mm. um, seemingly every fortnight to month at the moment. Um, and, and each episode is about a new episode of The Office. So, it's, yeah, analyzing The Office. Okay, it's pretty cool. cool. Um, I am... Mm. I'm not the biggest fan of The Office, but I'm sort of slowly watching it when I, like, I've got nothing better to watch. And um, <laughs> but I but I really enjoy the podcast because I like those mm-hmm. kind of things that overanalyze something I'm watching. And like I did it with the Good Place the podcast, which you put me onto, and then mm-hmm. now yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine podcast. And like even though I'm not the biggest fan of The Office, I'm really enjoying listening to well two podcasters that I like talking about The Office, and it's kind of cool. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually making me want to watch The Office properly because when I've watched The Office in the past, <laughs> it's sort of been more like a background thing. Like if I was texting somebody, I wouldn't pause it. Like that kind of, you know, like it just it was there, it was on in the background, yep. but it's making me want to watch The Office again properly. You should really watch things that you like more. Yeah, but I don't. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not hugely into anything else. So, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's like... It probably explains why you work a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, but probably explains why he gets a lot of things done, too. <laughs> that, too. And this is like when I need some, you know, end of the night, I don't feel like doing anything except vegging out and watching mm. a random episode or something i actually don't watch much of the mm. office alone it's um kind of been my show with custom and we've got nothing better to watch because she's watched the office and she likes it um so she's kind of making me watch it even though i will non-stop complain about it um but yeah it is what it is um so we've kind of been working our way through but like again like not properly like but now it's kind of making me mm. want to do that so this podcast is really good i yeah i like the analysis um and yeah, actually, I think I'm wrong. I think it started as a weekly show and is now fortnightly. Uh, I think I said it was fortnightly to monthly, but I was looking at it in the wrong order. It seems to it seems to still be fortnightly. Um, so that's good. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's by some podcasters we know, and um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting because I'm not particularly good at watching things and picking up on things. It's one of the things I'm not good with movies because. I'm always that person who's like, wait, but who was that person? And were they at the beginning and they do that? And I'm just like, not because when I'm watching something, I am in like a mind off mode. I don't want to have to think too much. And so that's why I end up on a lot of sitcoms um, because usually you can be mindless about it, but it still means I miss things. And so listening to the podcast, it's like, ah, oh, that means this and that. And I just like that kind of thing. Yeah, we watched we watched a movie lately or, or a TV show. I don't remember. And they had two main characters. Uh, with very similar names like steven and stefan i was like why the hell if you make a fictional story why would you pick two (sighs) people with very similar names to cross paths multiple times and you're like i don't remember what steven does like and then you don't see them right if i can visually see them i I, I can but then they're just talking about someone who's starting with like yeah it's like steven steven killed this guy i'm like why did stefan do that (laughs) it's very very Odd choice. I need very distinct separate yep. names yep. for that because it's like you only spend like an hour with someone mm-hmm. in a movie, right? I'm I'm not putting enough effort mm-hmm. into remember the name unless they keep setting that yep. name up for for a minute so I can't forget it. Yeah, movies are. Yeah. I don't know. I find I, movies with hard you to follow. Like I, I think it's just the the mindset that I'm in when I sit down to watch a movie. Um, whereas when I'm reading, I'm a bit more deliberate in the activity and like my mm-hmm. mind is 
more able to follow things because I'm switched on. Whereas when I'm watching TV, it's just like... But movies are also forced to yeah, rush yeah. things. Yeah, that's like, the problem. With a movie will not dedicate... Like, if you would meet someone for for 30 minutes, you would say, I've briefly met that person, mm -hmm. right? And you might have met them in real life. In a movie, someone is being introduced to you in like 30 mm. seconds. How yeah. would your brain yeah. take that person as a crucial part to yeah. remember you know it's just it makes sense that your brain would be like you know what probably not so important because i've only seen this per person mm -hmm. for like 30 seconds and that's why i struggle getting a like sense of connection with characters in movies versus characters in tv shows because yeah. if i see someone in a movie who's supposed to be this really lovely character then they die in the end of the movie I'm not very impacted by it because I barely get to know that person. Um, <laughs> so the same if you would meet a person in real life for 30 minutes and they die. You're like, oh, well, I barely Sad. knew them. That's not what I mean. I just feel like you get a lot more... You understand the a more complex person in, 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 in TV shows nowadays. I think yeah, the budget I'm, didn't used to be that way for TV shows, but now you get such a rich, such, such a huge budget for shows that you can get so much character building into a show. So it's, it's a lot more devastating when something happens to your favorite character. Yeah. TV shows are, uh, unequivocally the better form of media. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's get back to <laughs> things of the week. That's a good pick. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I used to listen to that show as well, Zach, mm -hmm. but then it was a long time ago. I watched The Office. I was thinking, uh, oh, maybe I should rewatch yeah, The Office yeah. for it. And then I sort of t put the podcast too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good pick. Do you want to go ahead with your pick? Kai? Sure. Uh, my pick is just a. Another thing that you can do when you're kind of done with working, you don't want to do anything that uh, requires too much attention, but still want to have fun with, ideally, with other people in your household or across the internet. And that's a game called Get Packed, which is a video game designed around couch co-op, but technically it also works online. Um, and the idea is that you're a group of people that do packing, like, uh, what do you call that? Like if you're, you like, yeah, moving, but, removalists. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever moved re with removalists, but it's always a bit of an interesting oh, experience when you yeah. unpack your stuff and you notice a lot of things are broken. <laughs> so that game just really leans into that. And it's like you, you get a harsh time limit and you have to get as much stuff just out of the out of the environment as possible. And it's like you, you just hold on to like the bed and you just pull it through the wall and the wall falls apart and everything is... It's breaking into chaos and then you tip over the gas canister of the of the barbecue and things explode and it's just chaotic fun. But it's 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 a lot of fun when you're mm -hmm. trying to kind of sit on a couch, play a game together, communicate, trying to get somehow through your objectives and they you have to bring everything in like a moving truck and you can send the truck away mm -hmm. to actually like get it emptied and get the points for all the things you brought in. But they also have things like For example, we had one situation where Marlon was still in the truck trying to place things and I send it away and then the truck just drives away with Marlon. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of designed to have those kind of um, chaotic, fun mm -hmm. moments. And I think that's a really good type of game right now to play with friends when 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 it's kind of hard to actually meet friends or or, or kind of do other social interactions because it's nothing that's like too serious. It's just having having a fun time while while playing. Um, it's a Stadia exclusive game at the moment, so you need to have a Chrome browser to play it and sign up for Stadia, but everyone can sign up for Stadia now. So if you have a Chrome browser, you, you can play that game. If you have a uh, Chromecast Ultra, you can also play it on a, on a TV. But yeah, it's, it's very fun. And it's only, I don't know, $19? I, I might be wrong about that. But either way, it's, it's, it's worth the hours of fun that we've had so far with it. 
Cool. Highly recommended. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should go in theme and pick something else that you can do when you're stuck at home and you, you don't want to work more. Uh, so I'm going to pick a TV show that we watched recently called uh, Upload. This is really? a... Speaking of VR and Yeah, AR. yeah, it fits uh, creepily into that theme. Uh, this is supposedly a comedy. Um, just to give the, give a brief summary of what it's about. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling already. If you like something, if you like a show like The Good Place, I think you would enjoy Upload. It's strange. Um, it's about a digital afterlife. Um, and it sort of touches on the idea of people being able to go into a digital world, um, if they're dying. And this doesn't sound very uplifting, but it is, it, it's a, f- it leads to some interesting storylines. So it's sort of talking about like how the people in the real world interact with the people who are in this digital afterlife and sort of how to bridge that. And it's a lot, it has a lot of thing. It also has a lot of connection with uh, VR headsets and just like sensory data and like those type of things. Um, it's not a documentary it's not a, level. Yeah, of. <laughs> no, no, it's very inaccurate when it comes to the tech and they are not, they, they, it's a bit frustrating. They're not addressing the question uh, of continuous consciousness like if uh, if just because we we fetched all the brain data you have and then put them in a machine and keep executing them is that really yeah you? they're not addressing those the answer is no probably because because you, you yeah. died and then you're you're now it's being just a replicated. new consciousness but we were not going to get into that discussion we can maybe have a special episode when we when we talk about upload or podcast uh, yeah <laughs> when we talk about upload or some or or in general consciousness and, yeah. and but that's not for today and i don't want to spoil too much about this show but it's a uh, it's it's supposed to be a comedy it's a bit cruel at times but it's also I think it's one of the writers who also wrote The Office or was co-writing The Office. Um, let me double check that. No one will blame me okay. either way. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it has some like funny, uh, jokes to it and uh, like some funny concepts to it and just like talking about how, like how, how it works when someone just has like a screen strapped to their face and everyone else seeing them, like everyone else in the office watches this person who's trying to interact with the person who's not really there. So it has a lot of things related to sort of the VR and AR concept that we talked about earlier today. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's one se- the first season is available and yeah if you like the good place i think this is sort of in the same wheelhouse um yeah what do you think i do you did you enjoy this show yeah yeah i enjoyed it it's i mean it's it's ju- only similar to the good place in like very broad i don't know area but it's not it's it's not similar shows you wouldn't watch one and think hey that's like the good place but it's i think the probability is higher of you liking it if you enjoyed it if you didn't enjoy the good place the probability of you enjoying upload is probably mm-hmm. fairly slim yeah. it's definitely glo- closer to the good place than it is to game of thrones yes <laughs> yes also it's filmed in vancouver of course yeah. <laughs> but with snippets from nice. new yeah. york but yeah, we noticed multiple streets that we've walked on and parks that we've been to. Mm. So cool. It's, it happens very frequently. Mm. If you live in Vancouver and you start watching anything that's even remotely sci-fi, I don't know why, 
but there it is the probability of a sci-fi tv show being filmed in vancouver is probably 75 yeah. percent. i think it's just very easy to dress vancouver up to be in whatever time area era you want and whatever city you want it's just a very generic city so uh, apart from no, apart it's from a the, versatile city okay model. sorry a versatile city yeah um, you, know, you have mountains, you have parks, and everything is close. You can be downtown and then to like Stanley Park in like ten minutes. You know, it's it's very convenient for a filming crew that you you can kind of stay within a uh, no twenty kilometer radius and kind of cover everything from oceans to downtown areas to to like uh like tropical rainforest type thing and temporal <laughs> rainforest. It's quite the range you can get in this kind of small small nice. space. And then you have Chinatown and those kind of things, right? So if you want to make like a Brooklyn so you, style. <laughs> is your pick this week Vancouver cat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, My pick every week is Vancouver. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I do think it's quite a, quite a fun, a bit quirky show that touches on some tech aspects and it can be, it can lead to interesting discussions among you and the person you're watching it with, if you're watching with other people, but really. Or with yourself, uh, if you watch it by yeah, yourself. Yeah, but really it's, uh, it's not technically correct in many ways, but it's... And I still don't know. They use different VR headsets for every single scene, and I don't know why there's such a range of different... Like, why is it sometimes see-through glasses and sometimes it's a full-on... It's it's strange, but yeah. Fun nevertheless. Um, Zach, what do you think about uh, Facebook buying Giphy? I don't like it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> you got to assume the worst, don't you? That... Um, like tracking pixels and GIFs. I mean, there was Facebook in the title. Yeah, so. I I love Giphy. I think we've spoken about it before, but I use Giphy as my primary GIF search on the iOS Messages app because I found it a lot better than the uh, built-in one. I know that the built-in one pulls from Giphy. Isn't it built-in also? It Giphy? pulls from Giphy and it pulls from Tenor. But there was a point, uh, I think, late last year where the search went really whack for. Um, the built-in one, and I'm not sure if it was related to being on a beta or something, but just, like, I would search for, for example, you know the um, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the cool, cool, cool gif, and it wouldn't return yeah. the Brooklyn Nine-Nine gif. And it's like... <laughs> so it was functionally it was broken. broken. The search was broken, and I don't know if that's an Apple thing or what, but uh, the Giphy app would work, or the Giphy iMessage app would work 100% of the time, so I just went with that, and I've stuck with it ever since. I deleted it from my okay. phone yesterday. So what exactly, for someone who might not know, what exactly is Giphy? Like, is it just a GIF search? Do, do you not know, Kai? I, 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 as far as I know, it's just... You can upload GIFs to Giphy, and it's basically a, a, an image search for GIFs. And they have okay, a so it's a user base. Like all, all of the gifts come from users. I'm pretty sure you can so upload, yeah. Um, okay. And I th- and you can have an account. And I I could be wrong, but I think you can like official sources can provide gifts. I think they're getting more into video as well. Like if you go to Giphy.com, they've got a video part of thing i don't really know as in video where you upload instead of gives uploading something that's encoded in a more efficient way or as in like actually 20 minutes i don't know i've never really looked into the video videos, content but they have a space for videos <laughs> i think in the app too uh i said giphy videos it's on the front page right now um it looks more like just okay. clearer gifs like still short okay. animation well. things but um, but yeah, there's heaps of GIFs and Giphy does a good job of like surfacing trending GIFs and um, it's sort of, it's got heaps of stuff. Like it's sort of my go-to for, for GIFs because they've got all the ones you could want from all the popular shows and all the reactions you could imagine. Um, but yeah, with Facebook. So buying. what again, 
so what makes that a half a billion dollar company then? Maybe it does really go back to tracking. And that's... Like, I, I don't know. But but see, see, that's, what, that's sort of the conclusion I, I, I draw like as well. Like, the there must be some user data there. Yeah. yeah. Sure, but I don't know. But, but like I'm thinking, it's... if even Apple has embedded it but as the default GIF search, then uh, it would be quite integrated. But I don't know... Mm what they would be able to get from that. So I'm just curious how it's worth 400 million. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be... How are they? How would someone like Facebook pay? Do they pay for the SDK, for access to the SDK? I couldn't so tell you. So maybe it could be that they wanted to integrate it in Instagram and Facebook natively, and that's why they thought it was worth it. But still, 400 million seems like a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems like Giphy doesn't make money from a very quick Google search. There's not much business. I mean, if it would have made money, it wouldn't have sold for half a billion yeah. dollars. Then profitable businesses don't sell well. <laughs> yeah, Google um, hasn't, hasn't generated any revenue at this point. It does not charge any money for use of its apps. It is currently operating off $20 million of venture capital it raised in over two years. Um, and they've been busy lining up license deals with media producers and music companies to become the major, major content distribution company. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So it seems like that. It seems like they were always destined to be taken over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many companies, mm. right? They 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 start without a business yeah. model and they only they they have two strategies. It's either selling it to a bigger one or IPO. And I don't think Giphy was ever going no. towards an IPO. Giphy is a good service though. So I'm disappointed that we're losing it because Tenor, the other big competitor isn't as good as uh, searching it has so less So do you options. think we will so be losing it though? Like or no. is it just you personally? I just don't want to use it if it's... Okay. I mean, it sounds like it is just the world's best GIF database that probably gets certain trends and, like, the the shift in... in, You know, Facebook is interested in a lot of things that are kind of culturally shifting, potentially, Mm -hmm. or at least kind of surfacing trends and those kind of things fairly quickly. And it seems like that's what Giphy is good at. So I guess that's yeah. All their tra- like, if you look at a lot of their trending stuff uh, during isolation, it's been interesting. It, It does definitely show trends and whatnot in terms of like Hello. oh i miss you or um you know we're in this together oh, isolation and motivation Nobody. kind of things um and that's obviously very different than, than trends over the like months before so it is very mm. uh current up-to-date um finger on the pulse type of mm-hmm. thing so mm. yeah interesting mm. yeah all right, all right. Uh, because I've, I'm not I'm not that big of a GIF user. I would like to be a GIF user. I feel like they're very vers- versatile in the use, yeah, and I think that fun. would be really nice. But uh, they're fun, but it's just not like I'm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. I I tend to rather. I don't spend that much time on my messaging. <laughs> like uh, it's like uh, an emoji is already. If it's not in my favorites, I'm probably not going to use it. Um, maybe I should change that and it could be. Yeah, fun, but, but I think I would use emojis more if it was easier searchable. Yeah, probably. And gifs are. Yeah, so gifs are. You don't have an excuse here. Um, <laughs> yeah, gif mm. is pretty fast too. Um, it always has. Okay. It returns results quite quickly, which is good. Um, yeah. Interesting though. Mm. Yeah, I, I never realized that they're that. Yeah, yeah no, me neither. Like, I didn't think it was hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't big. know. I no. mean, on an average day, I probably send at least like five. Some days it's oh, more. Really? Some day, yeah, oh. it's. Oh. Um, it's it's yeah another way of expressing things. I don't know. <laughs> it's mm. yeah. Yeah, but oh well. See, that's uh, it's good that there are a lot of people making different things. Mm. If some, if you would have asked me, hey. Should I make a a 
a GIF <laughs> database. I would have probably so- told you to to find a business model that mm, might work yeah. better. <laughs> but turns out I, I just scammed you out of <laughs> half a billion dollars. So yeah. sorry about that. Because it wouldn't be that. cheap to host all those images if you don't have a business model. Like... No. As, no. Especially if you need to host, host them as GIFs yeah. because GIFs are notoriously inefficiently yeah. encoded. But I think that's, that's part of the fun of gifts is sometimes how like a low frame rate they are and how you know it's it's not meant to yeah, be but even inefficient in low frame rate because they have like almost no compression yeah, yeah. on each frame right you like even if you would just make the same strip of like 100 frames h264 encoded you would probably save i mean that's what a lot of them do i think twitter re-encodes all of them and they're actually h264 H265 mm-hmm. videos to just play yeah, as if yeah. they're GIFs, but they're not yeah. actually GIFs behind the scenes, which makes sense. And I'm sure Giphy mm-hmm. does the same. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting that another. It's 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 I don't know. I I both understand it and it's a bit sad how many companies are being acquired mm-hmm. by like incredibly big companies. Right. But it's also hard, right? Like I don't know if someone would tell you, "Hey Zach, we want to buy your app." You might be like, mm, Facebook, not interested. And they say, how about $400 million? You're like, hmm. I know, because it gets to that point you of, Facebook? Yeah, sure. so you can so do passion you do that, projects like- for the rest of your life and not have to worry, right? It's like everyone has a price. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. So, so what would you do, Zach, if they were asking you if you could buy, if they could buy pe- uh, Petty? <laughs> For four hundred thousand. Let's rather go with the heart. Um, your heart. Oh, I'll get rid of that one. Yeah, because that was never. <laughs> no, but I built that like for me. Like that was. Uh, yeah, okay. it's it's on the app store because it can be. But that that for all intents and purposes is is done. I built that. It okay. was done at one point <laughs> okay. um, Yeah, but wouldn't you be concerned about yeah. your users? I have this. Not, I, have, I don't have a lot of users. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, but no, but then there's the ethical side of like that does heart exactly. rate. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's your heart rate yeah. and like monitoring yeah. that. Hmm. No, I don't know. That's a tough one. Well, it's not a realistic <laughs> situation, so I don't have to think about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't. I mean, if it would all of a sudden turn into like 10 million downloads, like big enough that Facebook would be interested in everyone's heart data, then the ethical question becomes more and more severe, right? Yeah, and it depends what you want to use it for. And then it's, mm. I don't know. But you wouldn't know. Like they can say that they want to use it for something. I guess you could write in your contract yeah. that they can't use it for anything shady. But uh, I mean. But I think realistically in, in, the, in the parts of our lives where we are right now, for all of the projects we're working on, I don't think hundred million wouldn't let us, you know, separate from them. I think I, I everything I worked on for a hundred million, I would definitely uh, transfer ownership to whoever's giving me a hundred million for that. <laughs> there, there are definitely somewhere it's harder yeah, than yeah. others. Like I, I really think Orbit can can be very interesting yeah. and cool, and and kind of what we have envisioned is probably not what someone else mm-hmm. would do for it. Um, but if someone's saying, hey, can we buy it for 100 million? I'd be like, right now I make zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. And if I say yes, I would make 100 million. That's that's quite the increase. Yeah. So, yes, we can talk about and then, that. And then from that point, you can be as passionate as you are about Orbit, about any future project, and it doesn't have to make a cent, yeah. and you're like yeah. set. Yeah. Including eating food with the money that yes. I earned. <laughs> Which is a great segue into uh, we just get our food delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is yeah. interesting, and it's hard because you you always see that, right? Some people are 
sad that yeah. it goes away, so others are, are upset. Yeah. But realistically, I see both sides. It sucks that Facebook buys all the things, and it sucks that we're that there are like 10 companies that can buy whoever they want. But it also, on on the founder side, you, you also have the flip side, right? Where people saying, oh, Dropbox, why are you so silly? Why do they keep building their feature if, if they could have been bought by Apple or, or Facebook or whoever? It's like, why do they hold on to their silly feature idea? It's like, yeah, well, you can have it both ways. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, but also I think hopefully the people who made Giphy are now getting 400 million and they go ahead and do something great for the world with their money. Like that that would be ideal, right? Or or they think there's something that they can do with Facebook now that they couldn't do yeah. before and maybe that's great or it is terrible. I mean, it's not it's not unheard of that a big company buys a small company and then the founders founders leave and do something else because the big company just sunsets the business, right? Or the the the, the product that they acquired. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we should eat some dinner. All right. All right.